What's going on, guys? This is Dave, aka Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're presented to you today and as always by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. If you bet $100, you win $100. at Sportsline Podcast, backslash WinBet. That's Sportsline Podcast, backslash WinBet. That's a Debo Samuel jersey. Uh, we're giving it away. So, as always, the housekeeping. Make sure you follow Brad. Make sure you follow myself. Make sure you follow SGPN Fantasy Football on Twitter. If you if you comment on any of our videos and subscribe to our YouTube channel, you get a free entry for this Debo Samuel jersey. This is from Pristine Auction. You can see in there it's sealed. It's got the certificate of authenticity. And uh, you're seeing your screenshot over to SGPN Fantasy Football on Twitter. We're actually giving it away on the 6th. So there's only like 30 or 40 people that have entered. So you got a really good chance of winning. So go out there and get it. Um, yesterday, Brad, there, there, was, there was some news, right? We had some news yesterday. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Nothing crazy. Nothing yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was absolutely wild. So what we're going to do today is we're going we're gonna to go through all the trades um, there, there was actually 20 trades in the last uh, couple of weeks that led up to yesterday's 12, record-setting 12 people. 12 were traded. Pretty amazing. Uh, a lot of fun. It's like uh, they're they're fantasy football managers now. I mean, they're just going <laughs> crazy with it. So um, I'm going to go with, the, you know, this is compliments of, of my sports update, Ari Miroff. Just the number one. We've talked about it. We saw it. Christian McCaffrey. And so this is, I think, is a PSA for me. Um, you don't like temper expectations week one. If a guy gets traded, whether it's Thursday or whether it's temper expectations, people went out there and like they were pretty disappointed. Christian McCaffrey uh, with San Francisco, he didn't do much week one. Well, week two, he did. Um, <laughs> literally he did. everything. He literally <laughs> did everything. Um, but I will say temper expectations. Not everyone's Christian McCaffrey and not everyone's a running back. It's going to take a little while. I've seen a lot of like Chase Claypool questions. Like is Chase Claypool startable? He wasn't startable last week. <laughs> like I don't think you're going to start him this week. Has he and, been startable at all this yeah, year? Like, really? Like, like I, maybe people are playing Madden or just excited. I don't know. But they, <laughs> they expect these guys to get out of the plane, go onto the field. And next thing you know, they're scoring, you know, a triple, you know, a triple crown like Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, so we, we already got a question. Please send all of your questions. Nathan, you've already done the comment. Make sure you subscribe so you can get entered to win this jersey. It's a Debo Samuel giveaway. And all you have to do is send that screenshot over to SGPN Fantasy Football on Twitter. Brad, you want to take this one? Yeah, I'm going Geno Smith here. He gets to play the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, even with DK and Tyler Lockett looking like they were going into last week banged up, they still performed really well. They look good. Geno still a smash play every week. I do like Tyler Heineke this week, but, uh, and he'd probably be right underneath Geno for me and followed by Trevor Lawrence in that order. Uh, but I'm putting Geno, Geno Smith in my lineup this week. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And don't forget about negative plays. Like Taylor, Taylor Heineke is good for one or two, you know, turnovers a game, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, one or two. And those points go away, especially if you're in like a four point touchdown. Like if you have four points for a touchdown and the guy throws two interceptions, that erases one full touchdown. Um, trade AJ Brown and Allen Robinson for Tyreek. My other receivers are JJ Godwin and Joshua Palmer. So th- this is this is an interesting one. Uh, Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown are absolutely on fire. Um, I'm interested. Where do where do you go on this one? I think I'm gonna just because I'm not a huge uh, believer in Josh Palmer. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the AJ Brown Allen Robinson side. I think you have the difference between Tyreek. 
and Joshua Palmer, you know, if you depending on how deep your flexes are and how many players you got to start, you're you may have to plug in Joshua Palmer. I'd be more comfortable with AJ Brown and Allen Robinson in those two spots than I would be Tyreek Hill and Joshua Palmer. Uh, so I think I'm going to go the AJ Brown side here. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite on this one, and here's why. It, it's it's Tyreek Hills on on a team that is throwing the ball at an unbelievable rate. Last week, I think was a little bit of a you know that was a little bit of an anomaly. Um, Ty, Jalen Hurts is he's playing awesome. He's playing like an MVP, but he had six touchdowns in six weeks. Then he had four, and so like I just think that that you can't expect. AJ Brown to have that many touchdowns when Jalen Hurts before this was only averaging one a game. Um, and I think he's a good sell high candidate. Um, but you know, I, I think you can get more if you're going to sell AJ Brown and Allen Robinson. I like getting Tyreek, but I, f- I still feel like you could, you could probably get a little bit more. I mean, they're both really good. Um, Allen Robinson's coming off of, you know, one, maybe two good weeks and, and the Cooper cup injury. Um, I just, I don't think you're gaining too much, but I, I do like the Tyreek Hill side. So, um, make sure Smokey do the same thing. I'm assuming that's redraft by the way, make sure you do, do the same thing. All you gotta do is subscribe, comment on any video and send the screenshot to SGPN fancy football to get a free entry to Debo Samuel, um, signed Jersey. So we had the Bradley Chubb trade. So anyone that is an IDP player that opens things up for Baron Browning and, uh, Nick Benito. Um, but, you know, Randy Gregory, I think, will come back with them as well. It, it changes things on the on the IDP side for the Dolphins. But most uh, notably for us, Chase Edmonds moved, which the Raheem Mostert people kind of went, yeah. Well, Brad and I talked about it last week. It made way too much sense for Jeff Wilson to go over there. Jeff Wilson goes there. And Jeff Wilson is someone that you have to have on your roster because Raheem Mostert, as great as he's playing, we all know that it's it's always a concern that he could he burns bright <laughs> and he could go out at any moment. Yep. And Jeff Wilson would be, you know, he'd be a league winner. It's a very good offense. He knows the offense. He's gonna fit in really well. And I think he could like even in some small usage this week, Chase Edmonds was their goal line guy, even though he's built closer to me than he is an NFL play. Like, he's a small dude. Yep. And um, you're using him as a, as a, the goal line guy instead of Moser. Jeff Wilson could already get that role. Like Sonny Michelle's gone. Chase Edmonds is gone. So, um, well, like really you like said, he, he knows the offense, right? So he's not going to take that week or two weeks to kind of be able to immediately plug in. So if they, if they want to mix it up between Wilson and Moser, it's pretty easy to do that right off the bat in week one. Yeah. Even, even if he gets, you know, 20 plays, but three of them are goal line touches, like that's very valuable. Yeah. Um, right here, Pierce or Moster for a flex, full PPR. Where are you going on that one, Brad? I'm going Pierce. The volume is just there. He's getting all of the running back work from a carry perspective. So I'm going to go there, especially when you've got that Jeff Wilson, like we just talked about, uh, and a team that's really just chucking the rock right now also. So I'm going to take that volume play with Damian Pierce right now. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Brad on that one. Um, I like them both, uh, and I think you're in a spot where if you have Pierce and Mostert, you probably have, like I think you told us earlier, about, no, that was a different guy. Um, you probably have other options where this is the time where you can start like comboing guys to, to bulk up for the, the you know, for the uh, postseason run. You want to keep your depth now, but if you were to have Mostert and Pierce Neither of those were top five picks, unless you know. So that you, unless you're a zero RB guy, you probably have like Saquon or someone else on the roster, Jonathan Taylor. So you can trade these guys with receivers to get better receivers. Um, so, what about the Chase Edmonds side? What are your thoughts? The Broncos now have they have Mike Boone coming back soon, but Mike Boone's on the IR. Melvin Gordon, who the coach says is. The coach that is bold-faced liar says that he's he's their guy. Yeah, Latavius yeah. Murray is there. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like Edmonds. 
as much as you see the Denver Broncos wanting to try to throw the ball to the running back, right? You saw it a decent amount early in the season. I think they're missing that right now, right? Latavius Murray's not that guy. Mike Boone was kind of that guy that was coming in in third down, but they were really more using him as a blocker than they were as a pass catcher. Melvin Gordon is a good skill set there, but they're really, I feel like they're just, They've lost trust in Melvin Gordon. Latavius Murray is still out touching him by a pretty significant amount. Uh, and he's it's clear that he's unhappy and that they're unhappy they're with really his performance. Like so I like the Chase Edmonds play here. Long term, I just don't know. Uh, they can cut him and save $6 million with that contract, the way that it's structured moving into next season. So now do I think they do that? Not necessarily. I think they're in a pretty bad spot from the running back position with Javonta Williams, likely not going to be ready at the beginning of the season, if not halfway through the season or even later. So I think there's a chance or a world where he's still with the team at the first half of the season next year. And I think he can be a startable guy that gives you kind of those Chase Edmonds numbers that we saw in Arizona, right? He gets four or five targets a game. He might get a, you know, for 25, 30 yards, maybe get the chance to score a touchdown. But I don't foresee him getting the red zone work away from Latavius Murray. He's been pretty effective down there. So, um it's not a guy I want to start, but I'm okay with it if if you're in a in a rough spot. Yeah, I, in your deeper leagues, I mean, you you want running backs. Um, for me, it, it's just a messy situation on a bad offense. Yep. Um, I, I'm not not a big fan. Uh, I'll take this one. Uh, Tony Pollard rest of the season over Jeff Wilson. Um, but Jeff Jeff Wilson's more of a handcuff. Like Mostert is going to be the guy, unless and you know it'll be some some type of split. But you know Jeff Wilson. And so if you have Mostert, maybe that changes things. But Pollard, he outsnapped Zeke the week before and obviously looks better. There's me a lot of pressure on them, especially if they're losing games to, to play him. And Zeke's injury was serious enough that he didn't play. He can miss some more time. So I'm going to go with Tony Pollard over Jeff Wilson rest of the season. Brad, any differences? Nope. 100% agree. All right. Drop two. Hines, Madison, Rashad, Hendo. Also, is Deion Jackson worth picking up? Uh, I'm going to answer the, the second part. Yes, Deion Jackson is definitely worth picking up. JT is their meal ticket the next couple of years. They're going to take it easy. And the fact that he re-injured the same ankle is a problem. Um, and that something could linger. I don't think they're going to shut him down. But this this team is, they're, they're, they're almost tanking. out of contention. They could, <laughs> yeah. they could shut him down. And that yeah. would be a huge problem. Um, who would you drop? here out of those two out of that's two of them you had to drop yeah so my my snap share slash running back handcuff article dropped today and if you read that you you should already know my answer here because moving into the portion of the season that we're in right now where you're getting ready to go into the playoffs you want to handcuff your guys and right now there are two two individuals on that that screen that are specific handcuffs and also could give you some value on a week-to-week basis as well and that's alexander madison and rashad white I think they are absolute alpha, you know, high value, quote unquote, handcuffs to Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette. If those guys happen to go down between now and the end of the season, both of which are typically when they sustain injuries are at the end of the season. Right. My article talks about Leonard Fournette and how he's missed games in the playoffs for the last four years. So there's a good chance it happens again, and Rashad White's going to be a smash play there. So I'm dropping Naeem Hines and Darrell Henderson out of these four right now. Yeah, and I I mean, Hines for me was the easiest one, and I do think he's going to have a role. I think they they wanted J.D. McKissick. They drafted James Cook. They're looking for someone to play that role, and I think he will have a role, but will it be like consistent on a week-to-week basis? And even if he gets that role, what does it look like? We know that if Alexander Madison gets the job from Dalvin Cook, he is a league winner. And as soon yep. as you drop him, which I have him on a ton of teams, I, I I dropped my kicker today to stash somebody and just hold off. Like I might not even play a kicker this week just so I don't have to drop <laughs> Alexander Madison. Like, yep. and and I have Rashad White on the same team, and I also have Leonard Fournette. So I'm just, what's up, Justin? I'm just uh, Rashad White, and I'm going to put this out there. I wouldn't be surprised if Rashad White takes over that backfield before the season is over. Even if he's not just a handcuff, he might be the guy that they're they're looking at ways to make this offense better. And I'm sure they're looking over at, at 27 yards on on nine carries. 
from Leonard Fournette and saying, we got to do better. And the week before, it was not much better. Leonard Fournette and Najee Harris are both guys that were really, like their, their fantasy production last year was really held up by all of those receptions. They're not getting those receptions this year. And their inefficiencies as runners are really, really showing up. And that's that's a problem. And now that Rashad White's eating into that those receptions that um that Leonard Fournette was getting, he's he's dropping down. I'm putting my I put my dynasty rankings article out. It's not out yet. I almost got um I almost got uh Leonard Fournette out of my top 30 running backs. I got my running back 29. Yep. All right, winter whiskey, baby. All right, hey, here All it right. is. Here it is. This is my one of my favorite distilleries, New Riff. They've got a winter one that they send out. It's been cold and rainy here. I was freezing all day, so I said it's officially winter time to me. So I, I cracked open the winter whiskey. Not a sponsor yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. e- evening, gents. Full PPR. Start one. AJ Dillon, Kyle Pitts, or Devonta Smith. Thanks and good luck this week. Thanks, Trey. Make sure you go and subscribe. You've already done the comment. And then uh, send your screenshot over to SGPN Fantasy Football so you get a free entry to a Devo Samuel jersey. Uh, Brad, what are you, what are you, who are you going with here? Yeah, A.J. Dillon is definitely not the guy for me. So I'm looking at Kyle Pitts or Devonta Smith. And, you know, Kyle Pitts, if you look at last week, you say, ooh, there's the Kyle Pitts we've been waiting on. And you throw him in and he's going to go back and I feel like quite possibly do what he's done to you for the first seven weeks of the season. So I'm rolling Devonta Smith in this situation, even though last week it was kind of disappointing. He still had, I think, eight, maybe even more eight than times. that target. So he's he's still getting targets in that huge game that A.J. Brown had. So don't freak out about it. I think Devonta Smith is the play there. Yeah, we're not always going to agree on everything, but we agree on this one. Um, these are all like pretty risky plays because we've seen Devonta Smith go away. But even in that big week for A.J. Brown last week and, and Zach Pascal catching a touchdown, Devonta Smith had eight targets. And, uh, you know, you could still rely on him for that. Kyle Pitts, we want to say like, oh, there's this ceiling. You can't. There, what is the ceiling? Last week was the ceiling. Yeah. And it was he lo- I mean, it's quite possible he lost you the first seven weeks. If yeah. you, if you, because you, you drafted him in the second or third round, most likely. Yeah. And you, you, you felt forced to play him. So if he, if he lost you seven weeks in a row, like, what at some point in time, you got to say, this guy's not going to my lineup anymore. Yeah. Well, like, hey, let, let's check back in with the sponsors and then we're going to get back to the rest of these trades. Uh, the first sponsor that I have to talk to you about is, is WinBet. Um, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with, with win rewards at WinBet. Be on the lookout for WinBet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. During WinBet win hour, marquee games of the week will be will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted same-game parlays, live, in-game, in-game odds, and every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play, sign up today, and receive a special offer. When you bet 100, you'll win 100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallingpodcast.com, bash us WinBet, just so they know we sent you that Sportsgalling Podcast, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, to claim your free bet today. All receipts to change, terms and conditions to apply at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, and you saw Dave show you that beautiful Beautiful Debo Samuel jersey that you you could win from the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. But let me tell you about our mothership, the Sports Gambling Podcast. They are giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor, the original LT, or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. And the contest is completely free to enter. So here's what we need you to do. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Again, that's youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Go in and comment on a video. Do it as many times as you want because each video that you do it to is a new chance to win one of those two jerseys, your choice. So make sure you turn on your notifications so that when you win that, you don't miss SGB contacting you when they pull you as the winner. Again, 
youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast for your chance to win an autographed Lawrence Taylor or Brian Dawkins jersey. Well, I'll just give it to you. So uh, as far as Daryl Williams went to the IR, James Conner was back to practice, but he was limited. And so Eno is very, very likely could be back in. Um, do they, when do they play? Do they play on Thursday? Yeah, they play tomorrow night. Yeah, so um, limited, pra- limited, and it was a walkthrough. <laughs> that's that's not a good sign. I think they'll take the extra week, and I think as an Eno Eno owner, you you should be good to go. Um, but obviously, you know, pay attention to what's going on there. Hey, well, guys, this hey, might be the opportunity to maybe go try to find that James Connor owner and see if they want Eno because after this week, once James Connor's back, Eno's not really going to get those touches. So this might be that last kind of sell window to get something pretty valuable out of an Eno Benjamin type right now. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good call. This is six weeks. We have six teams on by this week, which means that people are desperate. People are yep. going to make moves. I was off. I, I, I made a move in our league, Brad, and where people were not, they weren't taking my stuff, not taking my stuff. Next thing you know, it was like, Oh wait, the buy apocalypse is here. Yeah, I'll get. I'll, I'll take Mike Evans off your hands. Yeah. Um. So this trade for me, I think, has a lot to do with what their record is, um, and if they can be able to like to hold up. But what are your thoughts here, James Connor and Chase? I'm assuming Jamar Chase for Romeo Romeo Dobbs and Pierce redraft PPR. Yeah, I mean, I want James Conner and Jamar Chase uh, over Romeo Dobbs and Damian Pierce. But I also understand if you're the Chase owner and you need a win, making the move for Pierce and Dobbs. I I get it, especially because Conner also might not play this week, which we just talked about. It's actually pretty likely that he's not going to play tomorrow night. So I, I get it. I don't want to do it because you're you're not getting enough for Jamar Chase, I don't feel like. But... There's a world where Jamar Chase doesn't come back until week 14 anyway, right? So uh, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Uh, but if, you know, I'd prefer to hold Connor and Chase if I could. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding Connor and Chase. I mean, Dobbs has been hit or miss and Pierce has been good, but his ceiling is lowered because of the offense he plays in. James Connor comes back. They're going to have the, the game, they rest him tomorrow and then he comes back. He could be someone that has a really strong rest of the season. He's got a very nice schedule. And Jamar Chase, like the way they're throwing the ball around in Cincinnati, you're going to want Jamar Chase over over Dobbs. It's too too big of a difference there. So you'd be getting Connor and Chase. So yes, yes, yes. Smash. Plus, you'd probably be able to put Chase on your IR and get somebody else. So. Yep. Definitely want to do that trade. Good. Nice trade, man. Make sure you, uh, make sure you send a screenshot of your, when you subscribe, so then you can get a free entry to that Jersey giveaway. So let's go back into the next trade. Brad. Debo, Debo, if you weren't here for it, cause I've seen the numbers kind of moving around. So I don't know who's been in and who's not. That Jersey is a Debo Samuel Jersey. Yes. Debo Samuel Jersey. Yep. All right. So the next player I want to talk about is Calvin Ridley. This was an interesting one. Uh, Doug Peterson used a very interesting phrase. They asked him, why would he make this move? He said he's betting on the future. Um, Calvin Ridley, if those who don't know, he's been living under a rock. He was suspended for gambling. And in the Sports Gambling Podcast, hashtag GGens only, is very disappointed. <laughs> very disappointed, Mr. Roger Goodell, and that you did that. And uh, he bet on the Atlanta Falcons at the Jaguars game. And, and now he's a Jaguar. And so it's a, it's a very complex trade that could the max value is a second round pick and a fourth round pick. Uh, it's a fourth round pick and a conditional fifth that could come all the way up to a second based on whether he gets extended with them and all that other stuff. So what are your thoughts here for the Jaguars? I know there's no immediate impact from a dynasty value Jaguars and Falcons. How does the Calvin Ridley affect both teams? You need to go get Calvin Ridley before the offseason starts. Uh, if you can get him for a second-round pick, I would go pay a second-round pick for Calvin Ridley. We have we see the Jacksonville Jaguars, they need an alpha wide receiver. They need a real alpha, and Christian Kirk is not that. You know, Zay Jones is a good piece, but he's not an alpha. Marvin Jones is well past his, you know, prime in, in general, and – 
Trevor Lawrence is coming around, right? We talked a lot about Trevor Lawrence in the first few weeks of the season about how we could see kind of his progression. Uh, and as much as people want to knock on him in that Denver game last week, look, that was an incredible interception by Justin Simmons. Now, could Trevor Lawrence have put a little bit more air on the ball to go up over him? Yes. But Justin Simmons was like 48-inch vertical up in the air, snatching it, and that ball had some zip. That was an impressive interception. I I don't want to say it's not Trevor Lawrence's fault, but you know what? I'm going to give him that. He's trying to win the game. It's a good throw. It's a good play on both ends. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll give him a pass. And I just, I just see great things in the future for Calvin Ridley being paired with Trevor Lawrence. And that that team is coming around. They really are. Travis Etienne is a stud. The offensive line is solid. The defense is coming around. So I think it's a good play. And if I could get him now, I would. If you're the Calvin Ridley owner, which I am in a few leagues, don't take that second, right? Uh, hold out and wait because his value is going to increase as you get closer and closer to next season. And all that hype starts to build around him coming in and being the alpha in that offense. Yeah, he's the perfect guy to target if someone like doesn't have a 23 first and they want to give you a trade and they're like only throwing you 24 like picks, you can go and be like, well, I'll take Calvin Ridley plus a second or something like that. Um, yeah, I love the move. Um, you know, and the and the contract situation, obviously, that Jaguars are assuming they're probably going to be going after a long-term extension for Calvin Ridley. He gets a fifth-year option, and because he was suspended for the entire year. His game served doesn't account. So his season is a wash. It's like he stepped away. So he still is under contract, and that's why he had to be traded. He wouldn't be a free agent. But he, they picked up his fifth-year option prior to him being suspended. So that he's going to play on an $11 million, $11.1 million fifth-year option, fully guaranteed for, um, you know, what's up, Evan? Is it Chachansky? Did I say it right? Yeah, what's up? Uh, make sure you join the Debo Samuel giveaway contest. Subscribe, comment. You already commented. Send the screenshot over to SGPN Fantasy Football for your free entry. Only 40 entries, I think. Um, so I, I like it for Trevor Lawrence. I really do. I think they're doing the right thing. Travis Etienne looks fantastic. Christian Kirk looks great. Evan Ingram looks great. They needed an outside receiver. Yep. And they went and got one. So I thought I thought it was a good move. And Calvin Ridley is a known commodity. And he's a, he's a great route runner. I think he's going to be a good fit in this offense. It doesn't necessarily have to be the alpha. Christian Kirk is still there. And I think, you know, we saw him with Julio Jones was, was good. And, and he still, I think will be the number one option, but it's not like he doesn't have anything else, you know, and they got ATN and things like that. So, um, so I, I do like that move quite a bit. Um, the next is a pretty big one. Um, interdivisional trade. You don't see that that often. And this is the s- second time We've seen a big trade between the Lions and the Vikings. The GMs, they've worked together in the past, and they have a good relationship, and they don't care that they're in the same division because both of them are just looking to make their teams better. And so they uh, they swap picks to allow the, the Lions to go up and get Jameson Williams. This one was a pretty big trade as far as – I'm going to look up the, the compensation. The compensation is pretty big for this one, and we saw TJ Hawkinson – go to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Aaron Schill put this out there. TJ Hawkinson, he started out with kind of kind of long hair, then longer hair, then he had a beard and long hair, and now he's an actually he's the actual mascot for the Minnesota Vikings on the field. It's absolutely wonderful. What do you thought about Hawkinson in Minnesota? <laughs> I love I love that. Uh, I think it's a good fit. I think he's going to end up with a long-term contract there, right? Irv Smith is an unrestricted free agent next year, so he's likely out of town, plus he's on IR. So so TJ steps right into that role immediately and is likely going to end up with starting gig for the foreseeable future because they're not going to move that compensation and not give this guy a payday. Right, they're not going to not pay him. They've got Adam Thielen likely coming off the roster. Dalvin Cook getting up there in age, so they they've got some uh, some margin to be able to use to to give Hawkinson a good sizable contract to keep him there. And I think they've been looking for that piece. Right, yep. they you know they wanted you could see they wanted to get Irv Smith involved. They were getting him some targets, and he just couldn't stay healthy. So I think you see a situation where Hawkinson steps right in and is likely the number two target. 
<laughs> right? Adam Thielen at 32. He's not getting any younger. He's not getting the targets to begin with. KJ Osborne is that deep threat. So I think Hawkinson ends up as that number two right behind Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison getting their stuff out of the backfield. So I think it's a great play for TJ Hawkinson. If you're a Hawkinson owner, the stock is up. You're likely not going to be able to buy him now or you're going to be overpaying. So Yeah, it hurts Irv Smith, hurts KJ Osborne. I don't think it affects anything about Justin Jefferson. It helps Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins, he did really well with Tyler Conklin in the past with Jordan Reed. He's done well with tight ends before. He just, Irv Smith has not been healthy enough to build a connection with him. Um, so I was going to go over the compensation, then go through through uh, Evan's trade. Uh, the compensation was pick swaps. So a 2023 second and third went where the Lions got, and the Vikings got TJ Hawkinson plus a 2003 third. So swapping the second and the third, and then 2024 fourth. So the Vikings got TJ Hawkinson 23 third. And a 24 fourth, the Lions got a 23 second and a third, and uh, a 24 third, sorry. And then um, Hawkinson's on a fifth year option. So next year, he is going to be on a fifth year option with the Minnesota Vikings for 9.392 million. And then they will have to sign him after that, or he's going to be a free agent in 2024. Yep. So um, so my team is Hertz, Higgins, Alave, Deontay, Kamara, ETN, Everett, Pierce. That's a, that's a nice squad. Um, yep. Swift, Rashad, Rashad White, Pickens, and Palmer. So should I trade or what should I do? So um, really the only thing that sticks out is a need at tight end. And um, I mean, you got Alave and Deontay with Higgins. That's that's good. Kamara and ETN, that's good. Rashad, you know, yeah, DeAndre Swift just chilling on the bench. Um, what, what do you think here? Do you think he needs to make a move? Yeah, I, I, there's 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 something obviously that sticks out to me, and that's Deontay and Pickens. Uh, so you've got two offensive players on really what I would say is a bad offense right now. So you might be able to get some name recognition out of Deontay or maybe somebody super high on George Pickens because he seems to have the eye of Kenny Pickett. I'd be looking to package one of those guys and a Rashad White to the Leonard Fournette owner uh, and see if I could get a better wide receiver, right? The issue with your wide receivers to me is T. Higgins is injury right now, right? He's got a bunch of nagging stuff that keeps coming on, uh, and I think it's severely affecting his play on the field, to be completely honest. And Chris Olave, while, you know, if you've listened to Dave and I, we love the guy, but he's been doing everything that he's doing without Jarvis Landry and without Michael Thomas on the field. So eventually those guys are going to be back on the field. And I think Olave is still a good play, but his ceiling is going to fall a little bit at that point, I think. So I think taking that George Pickens uh, and uh, Rashad White, seeing what the Leonard Fournette owner wants, if anything, hopefully he's a playoff, he or she is a playoff contender and is looking for that handcuff and seeing if you can get a wide receiver out of him. Yeah, I, I'm still going to the tight end position. Gerald Everett is just, you know, it's a massive, massive advantage if you have a good tight end. I'm going to go shop for Mark Andrews, and I'm going to go take, I'll take, you know, DeAndre Swift and, and Everett and go try to get Mark Andrews. I think you're, the rest of your team is solid. You have a good you have a good quarterback. You have solid running backs. Um, I like what Brad's saying as well, trying to break up those Steelers, especially take advantage of the Chase Claypool trade, which we'll talk about next. Um, but Swift, I will say this, it's really hard to trade Swift right now because you're not going to get the value that you want because he came back, even though he scored a touchdown, everyone saw Jamal Williams score two touchdowns. And now he didn't practice. And now he didn't practice. So, and so as soon as that news came out, people are not interested and everyone saw it. So unless you get, you know, unless you can go big fishing and get a Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or, you know, a big name receiver, uh, um, you know, but I am with Brad. You don't really have a difference maker at receiver. They're all good, but you don't have someone that's like a difference maker. Um, and Josh Palmer, I think have a good week this week. And you can probably sell high on him next week. Um, cause Keenan Allen is, I think Keenan Allen's going to be, he said he hurt <laughs> it. He, yeah, he's he, done. He got hurt on the bye week. Like you got yeah. fired on your day off. Yeah. Like he got hurt yeah. on the bye week. But- 
That is I neat. think you're fine with Everett. I mean, the guy got nine targets last week, seven week, seven targets the week before. I, I, he's getting targets, especially with Mike Williams out and Keenan Allen still being hurt. So I think you're, I, I think you're fine with Everett. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, so yeah, I wouldn't I, fret over the tight tight end. Is we've talked about it before. It's so volatile right now. They're they're unless you have Travis Kelsey, even Mark Andrews. The last few weeks has not been great. Me too, sir. <laughs> right? So have a good week, man. Good luck. Let us know. Pierce is going off this week. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, listen, I, I'm I'm big Gerald Everett fan. He's uh he's definitely one of my guys. Um, so Jeff Wilson to Miami, Chase Evans, already talked about it. The next one will be Naheem Hines traded to Buffalo. The compensation, uh, the Bills received Naheem Hines and his, you know, his contract, um, minus the dead cap that went to the Colts. Um, and the Colts receives Zach Moss plus a conditional six-round pick. So not much at all. I think Jeff Wilson went for a fifth-round pick, so everyone. Um, the contract, uh, the Bills have an opt-out in 2020, 2023 where they can get out of Hines' current contract for zero dead cap. Moss is still on his rookie deal, and the Colts get a cheap contract for 2023, and he's, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2024. We had a question earlier, and I think the Hines trade – unlock some things for two people one of them who i really liked and that i've been really down on recently but brad loves him and that's paris campbell i talked about it last week paris campbell kind of took that heinz role heinz is gone Deion jackson isn't necessarily that kind of a player paris campbell can get more work now and i think that the colts saw that and moved on zach moss He's going to be there, but I still think Deion Jackson's shown enough that he is the Jonathan Taylor backup. And you need to go pick him up in your leagues because John Taylor didn't play. He didn't practice today. I I have some concerns. Matthew Berry put it out there. Go get Deion Jackson. The dude's a stud. He he's you know make sure you guys go hit him up on Twitter. This dude is he's he's a nice guy from Duke, but he's absolutely balled out and taking advantage of his opportunities. Um, what do you think about this trade? What do you think about Hines and Buffalo and what that does for Devin Singletary and for Hines? Yeah, I think the on the Colts side of this, I think Deion Jackson is the primary benefactor here. We saw him in his start when Jonathan Taylor went out. He had 10 targets and caught all 10 of them, right? So I do think they probably saw that and they said, ah, you know what? We got a guy that we can trust to kind of catch the ball in the backfield, plus Paris Campbell being healthy and being able to get open close to the line of scrimmage. We don't really need Hines' skill set anymore. Let's get what we can out of him. So I do think Deion Jackson is going to see some benefit, you know, benefit and a little more playing time, even if Jonathan Taylor is healthy. From the Buffalo Bills side, I'm waiting a while, right? We we had hoped that James Cook was going to be that pass catcher that we wanted. We talked about it in the preseason. We said, oh, look, they went and tried to get J.D. McKissick. That didn't happen. He ended up staying in Washington. <laughs> now he probably wishes he didn't. Uh, and – you know, they draft James Cook in the second round and he had fumbled his first NFL snap and it's just gone downhill ever since then. So they're looking for that guy. I just don't know if they're going to actually do it. I've got some questions around it. There's enough mouths to feed on that offense already that Naeem Hines isn't going to get carries that Devin Singletary's got that kind of stranglehold on that for the grand scheme of things. I just don't know that the volume is going to be there to give him a lot. Now, I think the thing that you can think about is in those games where you knew to start him in Indianapolis, I think you could still likely probably know to start him in Buffalo. If it's going to be a shootout, now there's a chance that Naheem Hines is going to be on the field more often than what we might expect, and he might get peppered with seven or eight targets and be able to produce for you. I just don't know if I trust it right now. Well, and the Bills is one of the best offenses in the league, and Zach Moss was clearly the backup to Devin Singletary. And Naheem Hines does not profile to be a three-down back. We saw it happen. Unfortunately, he got a concussion. I'm not going to say, like, that doesn't mean he can't handle more work. But what if Devin Singletary goes down? You have Naheem Hines, who they just brought over, James Cook, who they obviously don't seem to favor too much right now, and Taiwan Jones. And so do you see them just throw the ball 60 times and abandon the run? And then, yeah, like that, that could be what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, like, 
that's that's it's an interesting situation. I think Devin Singletary is is someone that he's like an underrated bell cow. He's getting a ton of work on a great offense, and he's someone you can still still get fairly cheap because people just don't respect them. Um, but but yeah, this this was interesting uh, from the Bills standpoint. I thought they could have been in the running for a Kareem Hunt, and with the price yep. tag of fourth being floated around, I thought that could definitely happen. Um, so the the guys that I want to throw out there as far as guys that were not traded, we we know the Cam Maker situation. Now the Rams are saying that they they turned down some stuff. They didn't like it. It wasn't enough. They want you know, they want them back. What are you doing with the Rams' backfield? Is this a time to buy low on Daryl Henderson? Do we think Kyron Williams is actually going to be a thing, or do you think Cam Akers is going to be a thing? Or are you just avoiding the whole thing? I, I'm a if I'm doing. There's a couple things I'm doing. One, I'm trying to avoid the whole backfield, and what I mean by that is if I've got one, I'm selling them. Right? If I have a Kyron Williams, I'm trying to move him on the uptick of hey, he's getting ready to come off IR. All this mumbo jumbo with Cam Akers, he's going to get some opportunity. I'm selling Darrell Henderson because I think after this year, he's just not going to do. He's not going to be there. He's not going to have a lot of opportunity anymore at that point. So I'm looking to move Darrell Henderson on the fact that. Hey, this guy's the guy. Now, there's some questions on whether or not he's the guy when they're giving Malcolm Brown the ball, you know, last week. But I'm trying to get out of this situation at all costs by moving these guys that I I may have on my roster. If you're a Cam Akers owner, you're just stuck. I mean, you're just going to have to wait it out. Don't I? If you get an offer for a third, I'd probably take it to be honest. Oh yeah. Otherwise, I'm holding until something happens because most likely yeah. nobody's going to pay for that. I've gotten several offers for can you know if you want to hand me can can make yeah. yeah. Um, I, I will say that yeah, you're you're pretty much just like the Rams. The Rams are stuck with them. They may yeah. drop them if if it gets too serious, but it's still like that's an unlikely scenario at this point. But it could happen. Um, but. With you know, with that situation, Daryl Henderson was injured going into the week. He had a rib injury and he was sick. So there is some some underlying things of why Malcolm Brown and Ronnie Rivers were getting action, and those guys did not play well. So it's not like Daryl Henderson went and lost his job. So um, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, you kind of see what's going on. Henderson, if you get him for the cheap, cheap, I think would be the guy that I would target. But again, like Brad said, not a good offense, not a good running game. I'm going to stay away from it, um, but the Cooper Cup thing does make things interesting because they, they're they not going to be able to throw the ball like they used to without Cooper Allen Cup. Alan Robinson, baby. Allen Robinson season. <laughs> so, guys, real talk on earth. Do, what do I do with, with JT? Um, I have KW3, K9, Ramondre, 2. Um, should, I, uh, should, I, should I start him or just let him be? If I do trade JT, then for who? I mean, you just go check it out, man. I mean, people – want JT on the roster and they, he still has that cachet because of his name. So if you look for a team, like you want to look for like a contender that feels like, you know what I can, I can uh, ride my, my, you know, my standings a little bit. If you're looking for a team that's four and four, they're not going to go after JT because they need to win now. But yep. if you see somebody that, you know, they feel a little safe and and they have other, other pieces, I would move JT. Absolutely would move him if I could. I'm not going to move him. Yeah, you're seven and one. You can wait. You can wait. Um, obviously, ride it out with Ramondre and K9. I'm I'm rocking with those guys. But I would put JT on the block and see what you can get. Um, yeah, you're in the playoffs already. So see what you can get. Um, I love having the the Kelsey or an Andrews as a, a stud tight end. That can really be a difference maker because if you have stud, if you have stud like like Andrews and the other guys got Hayden Hurst, like that could be a massive advantage in the playoffs to have that kind of a guy. Um, but if not, just ride it out. Like don't take a cheap offer or move JT just to, to move him. But we talked about it earlier. Like he could legit be shut down, and he's probably not going to play this week, and so his value is going to get worse every time he's out. So look for somebody. Yeah, Waller. I, I'm. I'm not. A, I wasn't a fan coming into the year. He's a volume guy. Devontae Adams soaks too much targets. 
Um, but yeah, you could you can move JT for a lot of pieces. You could upgrade receiver, running back. I mean, people are gonna want JT on their team. Any other thoughts on that, Brad? Yeah, no, I I would definitely be shopping him right now, especially if you're seven and one. Uh, and you know, you get, you just put in the chat, Darren Waller's your tight end, right? You talked a little bit about that. So how can you work a deal to move JT and another small piece for, you know, maybe it's Darren Waller. I doubt anybody's going to pay for Darren Waller right now, but JT and a smaller piece for Travis Kelsey and a Kareem hunt or something like that, you know, get, you still want a piece that you can plug in. I would not do JT straight up for a Travis Kel. I don't know that the Kelsey owner would do that to be honest with you, I guess, but um, I would, I would be looking to try to package him to get a two for two deal done. Yeah. Like a guy I would trade, I would target right now is a Monroe St. Brown. Um, Amon St. Brown killed it when TJ Hawkinson was out. TJ Hawkinson just got traded. He's not going to play for the Lions the rest of the year. And Amon St. Brown's finally starting to get healthy. He's someone that, I, that you could target. Um, you could also, if you want to flip it over and target somebody like, you know, a receiver plus JT for Cooper Cup. Now the Cooper Cup's hurt. Um, like there's a lot of different things you can do here. Um, but JT's not a piece. It's going to be hard to move. Just, you know, be patient and get the best offer. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you send that screenshot. SGPM Fantasy Football. We're giving away a Debo Samuel jersey on the 6th. Um, Kareem Hunt. So as far as dynasty purposes, I made the mistake, and I didn't know that. I know you can do this in Sleeper. So you know you can put time on your on your trade? Like yeah. You can, you can have exploding it. offers, yeah. I call them. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't put an exploding offer. So this morning I had a surprise accept. So I was kind of scrambling to fix my, my RB2 position, and um, I put out a bunch of trade offers. I got one accepted, and, and then I just kind of forgot about it. Well, as soon as Kareem Hunt didn't get traded last night, the guy went and accepted my offer this morning. So I, I got Kareem Hunt for a 24 second and a 23 third. I'm fine with it, but it was a surprise, and I'm like, oh, crap. But I was thinking about it and thinking – He's going to be a free agent next year. Whether he signs with the Browns or goes somewhere else, probably probably a worthwhile investment. And you probably could have got him a little bit cheaper, especially with how fast that guy went and turned around accepted yep. on me. So Kareem Hunt is someone that I think is a, a buy-low candidate. He didn't get traded, so people don't see his value as what it used to be. We saw him used the other day on Monday night quite well. And God forbid Nick Chubb went down. That that's always there, and so Travis Etienne for JT smash that. Travis Etienne side, yes, hundred percent. Travis Etienne side, Troy. So if that one's for for Pratham, Pratham, <laughs> hurry up, hurry up, and say go, submit. Go, go get Etienne. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Kareem Hunt. Uh, what do you think about Kareem Hunt and his dynasty outlook? I'm struggling with it, right? So we saw the Kareem Hunt usage very similar to what we saw last season between him and Nick Chubb for really about the first four weeks. We saw him getting eight to 11 carries. He was getting targets. He was in the red zone getting some opportunities. The Browns like to do this. You know, Nick Chubb gets a couple drives, then Kareem Hunt gets a drive. Then Nick Chubb gets a couple drives, then Kareem Hunt gets a drive. And then they kind of mix it up in the red zone a little bit. They've got different packages where sometimes both of them are on the field. And you're seeing a lot more of that now, opportunities with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb on the field at the same time, which we didn't really see last year. So, but, the you know, outside of last week, you know, the game against the Bengals on Monday night, the last three weeks have not been good. The last three weeks, they have not given him the ball. He's His snaps have been pretty similar, but he hasn't been getting the same opportunity in those three weeks. I think last week they were trying to put him on display. You know, Monday night they were putting him on display. They were hoping he'd break a big play and somebody would come pay that fourth for him. It didn't end up happening. He actually had, I, I believe they said it was his lowest yards per carry of his career with Cleveland. Uh, in that in that game on Monday night, it was it was not good. Meanwhile, Nick Chubb has his normal like four point six yards a carry or whatever. So, uh, I think from a a dynasty perspective, he needs volume at this point, and you got to you got to kind of count on that. I don't know if that's what he's going to get. I think the nice thing about it is week twelve or week thirteen, 
if you're in the playoffs, I think Kareem Hunt's value increases a little bit because when Deshaun Watson gets back, I'm making the assumption that he's going to just immediately make the offense a little bit more effective than what it is now, where now at least teams have to respect the pass a little bit more than they do. And that's going to open up some running lanes even more for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And you're going to see his efficiency go up a little bit. So I think this season, it's good. If you can go get him, you're a contender. That's good. If you're not a contender, use this as a selling point to try to get rid of him. Hey, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be going, possibly be the starting running back for another franchise next season and go that route. So, Yeah, and I mean, you, you're tapped into Cleveland more than I am. I took the the fact that he got four touches and four touches, that they were putting him in bubble wrap and were, you know, yeah. then they put him on display on Monday. And I, I took that as someone that has Kareem Hunt on my team thinking they're not trading him. Yeah. See, I thought they were putting him on display to sell him. And and possibly. Like, I, I just, you know, it was just weird for them to just go, okay, you're getting 14 touches, 14 touches, 14 touches, four, four, yep. four, and all these trade rumors. And then I I, did, I I paid all the unders on underdog thinking he wasn't going to get any play on Monday, and then he went and did a bunch. Yep. Um, So it's one quarterback, Lamar Jackson, A.J. Dillon, for Tony Pollard, Justin Jefferson. One I know where I'm at. I'm with one. Jackson and AJ Dillon for Pollard, and uh, I mean, if it's one quarterback, I'm taking Justin Jefferson's side. Yeah. Yep. Justin Jefferson all day. Yep. Um. So I that's guess- a that's a very interesting point that you made with Kareem Hunt around. You know, they didn't want him to potentially get injured those three weeks. They found out before the game Monday night, look, this this fourth-round pick thing's not going to happen by tomorrow afternoon. We're going to go ahead and move on, uh, or Wednesday afternoon. We're going to go ahead and just – we're going to go with our two running back system. So that's that's an interesting perspective, but, hmm. yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, and, and who knows? I could be way off, but I, I definitely think that, you know, Kareem Hunt is going to be a free agent next year. He's not going to be a Brown. And – uh you know, I, I think he could go somewhere and be someone that give you a, a short term, short term option. Um, but to break down the trade below, um, I, I think Tony Pollard is more valuable than AJ Dillon. And I think Justin Jefferson is more valuable than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, even if you drafted Lamar Jackson high, Justin Jefferson was like the 101 or 102, maybe the 103. And Lamar Jackson was a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick. Um, so I just, I, I still value them similarly. And Jackson hasn't been himself. And I know that like Bateman hasn't been there and that's been a big problem. Well, Bateman's out like Andrews is now out. So I just, I don't think you're getting the, the Lamar Jackson that you're, you're wanting to get if you're giving up this trade. So give me the Justin Jefferson side. The last one I want to talk about before we get out of here is Brandon cooks. Brandon cooks is, you know, publicly upset with the Houston Texans and rightfully so there was no trade made. Oh, and by the way, we didn't talk about Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. We did not, no. So um, Chase Claypool, um, so the Green Bay, let's talk about that first. The Green Bay Packers, they offered a second for Chase Claypool. The Bears offered a second. They took the Bears second because the Bears gave their second and not the Ravens because they got the Ravens second for Roquan Smith. And so the Steelers said, your second's going to be more valuable than the Packers, even though they're the same record right now. And so they they got Chase Claypool. What are your thoughts about the Chase Claypool trade to the Bears? It doesn't make sense to me, right? The way I look at it is you traded Roquan Smith for Chase Claypool, like, and a fifth. Well, like, well, the, the, I, I know that's not really how it was, but that's in my head. That's how I'm looking at it. Okay, you moved Roquan Smith for a second and a conditional, whatever it was. Um, then you move your second for Chase Claypool. Like, it just doesn't. It, it yeah. doesn't register for me, right? And I know that's, you know, there's one here and one here and it's a conditional fifth. That's not really how it is. I get it. But that's how I'm looking at it. And it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me that a rebuild team like this is going to go and get a troublemaker like Chase Claypool to put on their team, right? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all on this too. So uh, John, uh, John Hellcamp put a great tweet out and it said, the Bears passed on George Pickens and then traded a better second round pick in a better draft class for the guy that made him irrelevant. 
and, and or for the, the guy, guy that George, he made irrelevant, the guy that George Pickens made irrelevant. <laughs> and Chase Chase Claypool has had fifty more than fifty yards in one game this year. He goes from a bad quarterback on a on a on a bad offense to a, a bad quarterback on a bad offense with low pass volume. Just because Chase Claypool's there doesn't mean they're going to throw a ton. But people are excited about Chase Claypool. I, I mean, I know I'm in like a, with a bunch of Pittsburghers, and so like he went for thirty dollars on uh, Fab this morning, and uh, I'm like, you can have him. Like <laughs> I didn't put a bid in. Period. Yeah, no. I thought it was a stupid move for for a couple of reasons. Roquan Smith, he wanted out. Plus, he's going to want a big contract, and you just don't pay off the ball linebackers big money, just like you don't pay running backs big money. And so I understand that. But with the receiver, there's going to be receivers in this draft class coming up that are much better than Chase Claypool at that pick. And the Steelers are so good at picking receivers, they might just go grab one. But they're, the Bears, instead, of, they doubled down. Like, you made the situation worse. You passed on George Pickens. You passed on Alec, Alec Pierce. And you went and, and went with, you know, defensive players. Then you pay a second for... for um, for Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool is a free agent in 2024. Yep. You have him for a year and a half. You're in a rebuild. So now you have to give Chase Claypool a $40, 50000000 million contract and now triple down on your mistake. Yeah. Like, I just, I just think there's ride a- it out and draft a guy next year. And that guy that they draft next year, they will not have to pay until 2027. I think it's interesting and that they may give him a contract this off season, right? Cause they, I mean, he, so his dead cap and his salary hit are equal next year. So they could feasibly cut him and, and it's just equal, right? Because their, their dead cap matches what his salary is. Yeah. But so I think because of that, they may just go ahead and pay this guy, right? Before gonna he have gets 120 the million to possibly choke, you know, show out, which I don't think is going to happen, but they could sign him fairly cheaply to a three-year deal and move on about the business. I, I think it's stupid, but at this point, who knows? Because they made a dumb trade, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Bears fans were excited they got a receiver, but I do think it's kind of settling in today that they overpaid. Um, yeah. And it was reported that the Packers offered a second round for Jerry Judy. And so if you could have got Jerry Judy or, or, or Chase Claypool, I think it's pretty easy. Um, Brandon cooks was out there. Um, but again, I just, for me, it all goes down to the numbers and like, that's why you're seeing, you know, AJ, AJ Brown traded and you're seeing, you know, uh, Tyree killed traded and you're seeing, you know, Justin, uh, Stefan Diggs traded. These guys are cost They cost so much money and you only have so much, you know, cap space, which I know it's, it's a big cap, but when you have, you know, rookie quarterback contract versus a veteran quarterback contract, it's a big difference. And yep. so you're getting, you're getting like, okay, I'm, you're getting Traylon Burks for AJ Brown, which is definitely not a fair deal, but you're getting $25 million in cap space per year. And so yep. that's like, that's how you got to consider it. And with Chase Claypool, like you said, they're probably going to pay him next year. If not the year after, um, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me for them to do that. Is there a narrative out there, right? Other than Bears fans. That, hey, they traded a second for this guy. He's going to become a little bit of a focal point in that offense because they gave up so much for him. That Right? That's a voluntary trade. They didn't just, like, they they had to see something about Claypool, Chase Claypool to say, we want to go get this guy. Right? There's no way that the Steelers called them and was like, they, hey, they we want to offer you Claypool for a second. They drafted right. Velas Jones 71st overall, and that's a pretty high investment. That's true. Yeah. And he's not getting much use in the offense. I think they just still run the ball with the running backs, and that's Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert, and David Montgomery. Um, just you know, just keep running the ball and uh and they throw the ball 20 times a game. And Claypool's gonna get a few of those. Uh, I think it's good for Donald Mooney uh to get somebody out, uh, you know, but like Chase Claypool is going to be in the Equinemia St. Brown role, and he's going to be a deep threat. He's going to get four or five targets a game, and you, know, you just hope that he grabs a couple of them. This guy had 11 touchdowns his rookie year and has three in the last last two seasons. So let me, let me hit you with a, a question around this. So if you're a rebuild team, you're in a full rebuild, 
would you throw a third round pick to get Chase Claypool on your team? Because when you're rebuilding, you got to take some shots on younger yeah. receivers, right? You just have to. Is Chase Claypool a guy that you would give up a third round rookie pick for in 23 or 24 to try to go get Chase Claypool on your team? I think that's cheap enough that I could do it. I, I'm not. You think I, you'd I, get him for a third? If I if I got him for a third, yeah. You got him in I'd that league? A, I, no, I don't think I'd take a third for him. I've got him in one league. Um, that I it's I, would it's I an take orphan a third? I took a couple years ago or whatever. No, yeah, I wouldn't my, take. Like, I wouldn't take value? a third. I don't know that a third is the right value. I think yeah, that I, if you could get him for a third, you do it. But if you've got him, you don't take a third for him. Yeah, I I got twenty teams and I got Claypool on zero. <laughs> I've got fifteen and I've got them on one. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, I would probably pay a third if, if you know if I was just trying to take some darts. I mean, some of your leagues, like I'm in a couple leagues where you have a shorter taxi, and I'm yeah. like, I got fifteen draft picks and I got one taxi spot. Like I probably should go make a move for something. <laughs> um, you know, I just keep trading picks back for years and years. But um, but yeah, man been a good show we've talked about all the trades uh i wouldn't give up i wouldn't give up yeah yeah man uh i, I get it i get it well nathan, nathan thanks for hanging out brad it's been it's been fun as always everybody make sure you subscribe comment to enter that free jersey contest and as always good luck this season cheers